And now, coming to you from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting throughout the multiverse, the Nine Realms, Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, Nidaveller, basically anywhere that has the internet, really, we proudly present Radio Free Asgard. And hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 235 of the Only Thor podcast, hosted by a true descendant of Odin. My name is Tom Harris, and I'm your host. Welcome along to the show. And this week, we're back on track following the little mistake that I made uh, <laughs> three weeks ago. And, of course, then we had the uh, mythology show last week. So now we are back on track, back to the uh, place where we should be. Once again, I'm recording this a little bit in advance. So, uh, like I said, I'm trying to get a little bit ahead so I don't have to uh, you know, leave you showless if I need to take a week off. Things are a little bit crazy now with my job search. And uh, I just accepted a temping assignment. And that could mean that, that there's going to be some stability now, uh, but at least I got some money coming in. But the um, the thing is that if I have to do a lot of interviews and prepare for stuff, blah, 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 then I may not have time to do a show every week, which is why I'm trying to get ahead. That way you don't have to have a, a bye week because I, I, I mean, I know you guys really don't care that much, but I really hate to take these weeks off um, unless there's something really important that I have to do. And so anyway, so anyway, we are back on track, and so let's just go ahead and move along to our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You'll behold in breathless wonder, the god of thunder, mighty Thor. Indeed, and this week we are looking at Thor Volume 2, number 24, a.k.a. Thor 526, has a cover price of $2.25. Cover date is June of 2000. And cover art is by J.R. Jr. and Dick Giordano and shows Thor with his cape impaled on a stalagmite made of ice and Mangog's leg looming in front of him. Where have we seen this before? Yeah, it was the flashback two weeks ago. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, so it looks like Thor is defeated. And remember that... Um, yeah, the last time it was a uh, you know, prophecy of what may happen, and now it looks like it might be happening. So we open up to the splash page, and we say, Thor, tears for the fallen. Dan Jurgens is the writer. John Romita Jr. is the penciler. Dick Giordano is the inker. Gregory Wright was the colorist. R.S. and Comicraft's Wes Abbott were the letterers. Tom Brevoort was the editor, and Bob Harris was the editor-in-chief. Thor is standing in the ruins of the civilization with Fire Lord and the Recorder. This is basically where we left them uh, two weeks ago. And he is uh, standing there looking at all the carnage. And the Recorder, of course, is narrating because he does that. Observation. No matter the planet, no matter the race, death is a distressing sight. Thanos and his rampaging cohort, Mangog, have exterminated every life on this planet. Though it seems impossible to comprehend... They have also achieved something even worse. The designate, who is the key to the ultimate unification of the universe, is in their possession. Statement, 
With her, Thanos intends to unleash a wave of death that will extinguish life throughout the cosmos. Conclusion, we are doomed. Doomed. And uh, Thor uh, decides to uh, speak here. Our failure is distressingly evident, Fire Lord. Thanos hath defeated us at every turn, as yon grim visages of death reinforce. So we must fight forever on, Thor. So we must locate Thanos. Recorder, where might we find the scourge? Conjecture, if Thanos is to proceed with his plan, I would expect him to find a planet centrally located and devoid of life to serve as his platform. And the Recorder has this sort of Inspector Gadget thing going on. Maybe... Maybe not so much Inspector Gadget as Machine Man. Uh, when, when Kirby was drawing him, out, these have these little gizmos just kind of coming out of every orifice. Odin Scepter. Verily, a multitude of worlds would qualify. There's no way of knowing which it might be, says Firelord. Opinion. The map of all ending has guided Thanos on each step of his journey, and so shall it now. Tis madness incarnate, for we are powerless to follow. Wait, says Firelord. Galactus himself gave me the power cosmic. The stars are as familiar to me as the back of my hand. Should a speck of ice fall off a hurtling asteroid two million light-years away, I know it. But if I reach out, scan for the essence of the illumination stone, and he's doing this cosmic thing where his face is all glowing, all starry-like. Yes, I believe. I found him. And Thor gets all angry, and he starts whipping his hammer around, doing the Ajax White Tornado thing. We've got uh, Fire Lord and his uh, fire barbells doing some kind of glowy barbelly thing as well. Got thee near and guide the way, Fire Lord. Thus, by the power of my Uru mallet, do I breach the dimensional gulf of space itself to confront Thanos. And there shall come a reckoning. And they disappear in the Ajax White Tornado and we have a, a beautiful splash page here, and we are on Thanos' ship, and we have Thanos, and we have Mangog, and we have the um, uh, the evil vizier, uh, whose name I can't remember right now, and um, the and then we have the designet. Uh, so uh, the uh, the evil vizier is, is carrying the the chalice, and Thanos has the uh, the jewel around his neck, and uh, he's looking at a. Um, it's a, it's a giant map, but it's like it's like a scroll, but it's like a super like super ultra scientific scroll that has like 3D planets and shit popping out of it. And we see in the ship there's like this giant centipede sort of critter and then there's another sort of gloopy alien, kind of like the gloopy aliens from from uh, last time. I guess they're piloting a ship. So, I don't know, does Thanos have a lot of people piloting his ship for him? I don't know. Gaze upon the vista of the cosmos, Mangog. Millions of stars representing billions of planets, many of them flourishing with life. It's ours now, to be wiped away as casually as a child wipes his nose. Verily, as the embodiment of a billion billion souls, because he can't ever stop telling us that, I did think my people appreciative of death and destruction, but their taste for blood doth pale in comparison to thine, Thanos. Perhaps because no one else can control it as you shall, great Thanos. Few can appreciate its beauty, its everlasting permanence. Thanks to this map of all ending, the Illumination Stone, and your chalice of ruins, Tarakis, using them and young Tarine, I'll launch a wave of obliteration beyond anything ever conceived. Aye, and it had best be infinite in nature, 
But should Asgard escape its grisly effect, thou shalt feel Mangog's wrath. And Mangog is smashing machinery with his tail with a kapokt. And Thanos is like, a threat. How quaint. The confines of this vessel irritate me beyond measure, Thanos. Forgive the temper of a warrior. Thou art in patience manifest, Mangog. But as thou hast served Lord Thanos well, thou shalt be spared his ire. You're mad, all of you, says Tarine. Your contemplations are beyond comprehension. Know here and now that you will never have my cooperation. Blasphemous child, the paradise of solitude eternal was within our grasp. Release me, Tarakis. Hurt me and your sick desires are nothing but warped dreams, and as I swear to you, that's all they'll ever be. Nay, not once thy spears spill into this cup, which they most surely will. Never. You'll weep, girl, says Thanos. Of that there is no doubt. And uh, we shift scenes to Odin and Oracle, and Oracle is showing Odin this going on. Uh, and at this time it looks like it really is going on on the, the Cosmic Warrior scope. Look, omnipotent one, even here in the fiery pits of the troll domain, our fate is beyond doubt. Ere this day hath passed, the all-ending shall befall us. So hath thy portrayal of the future indicated, Oracle. So hath thy view into the present confirmed. Yet so long as the heart of Odin doth beat, there is hope. Would that I could join yon battle myself. Alas, Tarakis' poisons, combined with the torture of the dark gods, hath rendered me unable. And then we have uh, Balder, and he's charging up through the fire, or lava? <laughs> I'm not really sure. And he's on a white horse, and he's, you know, very, all very knightly and heroic. And it's uh, Balder, and he's got the uh, this uh, monster guy in the back of his um, the horse, the um, Yager Felm, or whatever his name is. Fear not, my liege. But thine emissary Balder is returned from thy mission. Cast thine eyes upon my loyal steed and see thy bidding done. I bring thee Yagerfelm, fashioner of weapons unsurpassed. Aye, though I'll take my leave if my price goes unmet. Silence, malodorous one. To speak with tones of such belligerence in front of Lord Odin is to court the loss of one's tongue. All I have, all I am, all I aspire to be by thy graciousness, my lord. I have no time for ceremony, says Yagerfilm. Tis the services of Yagerfilm you need. Grant but a favor of my choosing, and those services are thine. Thou wouldst bargain even as the abyss of destruction draws near? Life holds no allure for me, old man. Tis something far different that attracts my interest this day. Rarely have I beheld such impudence. Grant permission, and I'll gladly cleave the offensive one's head from his neck, says Balder. Bah! Do so, Balder, and thy lord's wishes will go unfulfilled. I haven't time to play a beggar's game. Speak as now. What is thy wish? Yagerfeld wishes to be the master of the item inside this sack, Lord Odin. He's got something, like, big and square inside the sack. Grant that by way of thy magic, and the services of Yagerfeld are thine. T'would seem unwise to do so without knowledge of what is inside, but the time for bargaining is long past. By the will of Odin, thou art master maid. And he shoots a magical white, like, looks like ice beam out of his uh, scepter and strikes the box in the, in the bag. And uh, Yagerfelm is, is he's really happy. He's like, ah, thy word is true. The second feel. 
Give us me tools and foundry, and the greatest blacksmith alive shall begin work anon. And uh, we shift scenes back to the uh, ice planet, or, or to a ice planet, I should say, uh, because we have Thanos, he's floating in the air, and we've got Mangog and Tarakis, and he's guiding uh, Tareen um, through this uh, frozen wasteland. This world, so barren, so lifeless, it's perfect. I lack the patience to wait a moment longer, says Mangog. Let us hasten to the finality. No, says Tareen, and she breaks free of uh, Tarakis and goes running off. But Mangog grabs her. It's like, Mangog, subdue her. And he, he reaches out and snags her. And he says, were thou not the most critical of components, I'd gladly tear thee in twain. And um, just as he says that, a hammer flies out from, from stage left and smacks him right in the face with a hrunk. And we hear the voice of Thor, of course. Monster, feel now the sting of my budgeting mallet, and preparest thou to do battle with the god of thunder. And Thor goes swooping in. He kicks Mangog right in the face. We got Fire Lord swooping in behind. He's shooting fire at... Uh, at uh, Thanos, and the fire's just bouncing off Thanos. It's like he doesn't even care. And the recorder is standing in the background doing nothing. By the fires of hell, how didst thou find us, says Mangog. Thanos, we are discovered, says Tarakis. Fear not, Tarakis. These interlopers remain but a minor annoyance. Aye, if it's a battle they want, it's a battle they'll have. Now let the guise of God give way to the true visage and might of he who is called Tarakis. And he is like, um, his uh, human form melts away. And it turns out the Tarakis is this sort of gray-green bird statue thing with these big old claws, and he's shooting fire out of the top of his head. And um, so he's, he, and he starts attacking a fire lord. Fight to the very end of your limits, and it still won't be enough, beast. Not to one who can withstand the blazing heat of the stars themselves. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to be causing Fire Lord too much trouble. Ne'er before hath there been a scheme so abhorrent to all that is right and just, says Thor. And he's uh, smashing Mangog back with his hammer. Mangog's going earth. And the two of them are scrapping here. Thus must the God of Thunder oppose thee beyond the limits of endurance, beyond all measure of pain that thy repulsive brand of evil be vanquished forever. And Thor is shooting like antimatter, whatever, out of his hammer, blasting Mangog back. And the Fire Lord seems to be doing pretty well, too. The minor annoyance grows more significant, says Thanos. Intolerable. Who are, says Tareen. Got thee behind me, girl, says Thor, for I am thy protector and champion. Even champions fall, thunder God, and the flame comes down and... Uh, Thor's like, by the bristling beard of Odin, Tarakus. If thy father could not best me, what chance hast thou? And yeah, it looks like he's changed into this giant bird transformer statue thing. Fire Lord is flying after him, and he's like, every chance. And Tarakus is like, I say it all. And he does a big old like Nova blast, knocks Fire Lord back into one of these big icy cliffs or whatever with a cracked... Let the holy mission of Thanos be interrupted not. And he's, he's shooting kind of, you know, like lightning out of his face. Thou art forever ensconced in ice, Fire Lord. 
a perfect vantage point to which witness the end. And the recorder is standing here doing nothing, of course. Statement, as I am programmed to chronicle the passing of moments momentous, I watch rather than engage in the struggle before me. Yeah, I just said that. Observation, yet in recognition of what is at stake, I cannot help but wonder if I should intercede for the sake of us all. And uh, Thanos says, says, you irritate me. And he shoots a uh, energy bolt at the recorder, which basically smashes him into uh, a bunch of pieces. But he's apparently still alive as we get a little bit of um, narration here. Statement, my functionality has been impaired. Tick, tick, paired. Tick, tick, paired. Statement, all remaining circuits must, must be concentrated on continued recording. We shift scenes and we're back with the Oracle and Odin and Balder. And, and Yager film is here somewhere too. Events passed just as we viewed a fortnight ago as guardian. Uh, so, so obviously this is prophecy is coming true now. Thou art now prepared to embrace the end. I say thee nay, Oracle. Our hope and faith are eternally placed in the hands of my son Thor. And we're back in the battle again, and Thor is shooting at, um, at Thanos with his hammer. By the thousand threats of Ragnarok, he falleth not. And Thanos is just standing there, and he just says, Nor will I ever. Get thee hence, girl. Thanos' dark machinations cannot proceed without thee. And uh, Tyrene is, is like, Such nobility, such honor. Never have I seen its like embodied by one man. Come. Let Mjolnir transport thee to safety, ere a voice comes from off-panel. Thou shan't, Thunder God, not unless thy corpse can do so. And it's Mangog, of course, and he's beating on Thor, just wailing on him with a bram and a skatak and a bohump. We get a little bit of uh, recorder uh, the dialogue here. Statement, in seconds, any hope of victory evaporates. Mangog's savage ferocity exceeds anything I believed possible. With a hail of blows too fast for even my instruments to tally, our savior falls. And we see that uh, Thanos is beating Thor down. He's smashing him with ice and, and eventually uh, picks him up and, and impales his cape on the big stalagmite, which is, of course, where we saw him before. Declaration, though I have recorded many courageous exploits by many races, I have never witnessed a beating so fierce. Conclusion, to withstand so monstrous a pummeling requires a spirit greater than any I thought existed and four panels. Observation, today I learned such a spirit does exist. Now, how tragic that such a discovery was made by the virtue of the defeat of the one God who might avert catastrophe. Mangog, uh, like I said, he, he hangs Thor up by his cape on the stalagmite. And he's like, Thanos, thy dogged foe's wretched interference has ended. And we get another double-page spread. We're getting a lot of them in this issue. I, I think there must have been a deadline problem or something. And Mangog's holding up Tareen in his left hand. And the recorder lies shattered at Thor's feet. And um, Thanos is saying, um, Mangog, the day I engaged you in my quest stands as a testament to my wisdom and foresight. Prepare yourselves, for I now summon the end. And we get a one-panel vote, and... Tis over. We and every lost vestige of life across all creation are lost. Next issue, the finality. And that is 
Thord, Volume 2, Number 24. And, of course, we do have a few things to say about that after this. My name is Grundy, born on a Monday. The following recording was taken from an NSA wiretap of a back to the men's taping. No names have been changed. Everyone is guilty. Do I need to mine, or am I good where I'm at? Well, now you do. <laughs> if I have to mine, you have to yours. You might want to yours only if you do have it set to automatically because you don't want it to automatically because the thing never works right. Because what will happen is it will be used to you at a particular and then if you go out of that it scrambles to uh, a and it doesn't fast enough. So it's better to just set it up. Oh, okay. It, it really doesn't work well. So I checked right. uh, I checked my, uh, mm-hmm. what's it my pre- okay. It definitely built, built me for the hotel for all three of us. Join Back to the Bins every week for goodness. Solomon Grundy hate voiceovers. And we're back. So, of course, I need to talk about this issue a little bit. So I think story-wise, it's moving along as the way it should. I think it's nicely paced. I think that it's moving along. I think the, the storytelling is working. So there's nothing too wonky about this. I think that, the, by and large, this is a well-structured story. Like I said, you know, I, I usually like Dan Jurgens' writing. I think he does structure a good story. And they've used that flashback a couple issues ago to really good effect and now we are starting to see that actually played out now that really raises the stakes for next issue and the conclusion of this story so uh, i don't really have anything else much to say about the writing it's mostly a battle issue so of course there's not really you know a lot of there there but you know it it works so i I mean that's the best i can say for it um art-wise Okay, so we have uh, Johnny Romita on pencils, but it's not him at his best. And I get the feeling here that that Romita is doing just kind of rough layouts and Giordano is doing finishes, trying to keep in the same style as Romita. The artwork, again, like last issue, doesn't really work for me, though I have to say that, by and large, I love the way that Mangog looks throughout this issue. I wish everybody drew Mangog like this, and and, I will say the the two things that I think Ramita has done really well in this series consistently is the way he draws Mangog is awesome, and he does excellent Kirby Crackle. But when he's not doing a lot of detailed work, like he is in, in the last couple of issues, the backgrounds just kind of tend to be nothing. So we have this ice planet, which basically is just a, an icy wasteland with like ice stalactites wherever they happen to need one. And other than that, it's very generic in the way everything looks. Um, the you know, depiction of Thanos is very consistent with uh, you know the way Thanos is usually depicted. Um, I like the way that he draws Thor, um, but the I think the layouts look a little wonky in this issue for the most part. I don't think it's as dynamic as they normally are. I definitely get the feeling with this issue that that Ramita was rushed. And Dick Giordano is doing the best he can. I will say that I like Giordano's inks a lot better than I like Claus Johnson, but I've never been the biggest fan of Claus Johnson's inks. So I like the way the issue looks in general, but I wish that there was a little bit more time taken with the issue to make it look a little bit nicer. And, 
you know, at least maybe have some backgrounds. You know, maybe I'm just spoiled by the fact that, you know, only a few issues ago we had an entire annual drawn by Jerry Ordway and it was fucking awesome. But you know, by and large, I think it's a, a pretty solid issue. And uh, next issue, we find, get to find out how the story ends. And with that, it is time to go. Thanks very much for listening, folks. It's a very a great pleasure to have you with us this week, as it is always this week. If you want to email the show, you can do so. Our email address is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com. Not that anyone ever sends us email. Or you can find us on Facebook. Just look for Radio Free Asgard on Facebook, and you will find us. Many thanks, by the way, to all of those who are posting things in the Facebook group, especially the Thor news uh, about Thor Ragnarok and the various other things that people are posting. It really is appreciated. I really do uh, uh, like the fact that that you guys are engaged and and I love it. I mean, it's less work for me, too, but it's all (laughs) that's the most important thing, isn't it? No, I'm really, really happy that there are some people out there who are actually engaged in the in the facebook group and making it a fun place to be all right and with that i am back over the rainbow bridge through my ajax white tornado back to midgard and my um you know crappy temp job tomorrow and we'll see you next week here on radio free asgard you have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of tom harris usa productions which is totally responsible for its content The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the Invincible Sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.